Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right now at Strava Craft Coffee, DNVR listeners, you guys can get 25% off your first purchase with the code DNVR25. And if you're a returning customer, you can use the code DNVR20 for 20% off your order. Of course, Strava Craft Coffee is packed with CBD. It can help relieve back pain, neck pain, arthritis, IBS, stuff that's been going on for a while, long-term uh, aches and pains that you just haven't been able to get rid of. Try out CBD, try out Strava Craft Coffee. It can really help a lot. So use the code DNVR20 for 20% off. If you're a first-time customer, DNVR25 will eat you 25% off at StravaCraftCoffee.com. What is up, everybody, and welcome to the DMVR Nuggets post-game show, a true loser's lounge. Uh, a very losery loser's lounge. This was a battle of the losers, and the Nuggets outlost the Phoenix Suns. I'm Adam Matas. I'm joined by the man in the flowery shirts. Is that another pineapple there, Boat? It's not, but you do love to bring that up. I do love to point out when you pick pineapple. I'm just saying. I pointed out. Big pineapple guy, Adam Myers. Uh, I missed you. It's been uh, three hours. I don't think you did. Yeah, I don't think you mean that. Um, down here, we got superstar Dev in the house. Dev, I actually did miss you. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's the love and attention that I need. How was how was Summer League? How was Vegas? <laughs> you want to take this one vote? <laughs> um, it it's it's simultaneously the best and worst time. It's yeah. uh, just the whole it's way through. through. So I, I I had a great time and I could not be happier to be home. That's so true, man. You're right. When you leave Las Vegas, it's just like the best feeling in the world. But that doesn't mean it wasn't fun. It's just like you were so ready to be out of there. Um, guys, we're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up. Don't listen to me when I give advice. I said the Nuggets were going to win tonight. I think they should have. I think I called it. It was a good one. This was not a very good Phoenix Suns. Uh, summer league roster, but guess what? It's not a very good Denver Nuggets summer league roster as well as the Nuggets drop their third straight game, the second one since they've got all their players. This one, 90 to 84. Um, Dev, you know, we didn't get to hear your thoughts on the last game. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll save those for a little bit later, but to me, the my eyes are glued in order to Bones Highland, Zeke Naji, and Bull Bull. I didn't really think any of those guys played great tonight. Some of them maybe even a little bit bad, and there were stretches of bad play. Was there anybody that stood out in a positive way amongst those three to you? Well, I think that is really um, interesting for the Nuggets to have a team because usually when you're going to these summer league type of games, it's for the two-way players, like uh, the guys that are going to be on two-way contracts, um, guys that are not going to be a part of the rotation or um, have that type of situation. So for the Nuggets to come into this um, summer league with guys that are on the team that they really want to see something out. Like it really means something for them. You would assume that guys would step up and stand out in these ways. And those guys did not. And they, you know, they really haven't like bones had a, a good game last game, um, especially just like uh, considering all of the situations. Um, but today was not a good 
day for I, I don't feel like anyone actually. I don't feel like that was a good especially not our, our friend the Oso Blanco down there who took Adam's advice. Look at his his uh, icon too, so perfect. Oof. <laughs> just <laughs> Doug Moe, just oof. Yeah, but for um for for guys like uh, especially like Zeke Naji and Bo Bo to go into these type of uh, games uh, in the opportunity that they were presented, I just expected a lot more from them in in a, a professional like type of feel um, for them, and you just don't you don't see it right now. Yeah, what do you think, vote? Yeah, I mean, uh, Zeke Naji was probably the thing I was thinking about most, noticing most watching this game tonight. Um, just he didn't look he didn't look ready and i think for me i don't want to you know my this isn't really a summer league take this is something i've thought from the get go i i go right to the jeff green signing and you go okay this is this is why that makes so much sense even if it eats into zeke's opportunities i think you i see that comment zeke will be fine and maybe that's the case right maybe zeke ends up being ready it's just as far as priorities for denver they need to be out operating as a contender injury notwithstanding and a contender signs jeff green and they, 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 I think, prioritize that over, you know, developing a late first rounder. Now, if Zeke looked ready and he looked great, then maybe he plays and, and maybe it gets complicated, but he hasn't so far. Um, although I'll, I'll couch it a little bit and say, I guess the context is a little rough, right? Given his late start, the lack of practice, those factors need to be acknowledged as well. How much does that context still matter in your opinion, Dev? Just the fact that they got there late, they didn't get the training camp. He was in quarantine. Summer league's not really his, you know, his spot. Like, what? How much does that matter? Or, or are we past that? I'm past that personally. Um, like getting off of a plane. I think I feel like all the NBA players get off of planes and you know get into those type of situations. Also, these are like supposed to be the best players in the world, and they're uh, like a small um, population of making the league. So. They should be ready for these type of situations. They're also basketball players. It's it's not like they um, they have went months without playing basketball. Um, they come into these type of situations. You're supposed to have worked on your game. So when you go into summer league, which is pretty much like a free-for-all um, open gym, I feel like you should be able to fit in no matter where you are. There's guys that went into quarantine um, like regular people. Like yeah. you, you could walk into a summer, I mean, into an open gym right now. You're still going to be decent at basketball. You're going to remember the things that you did well. And also, if you've been working on your game, it'll be a lot more easier. You take a long time off and you walk into the gym. You at least want to be okay. Right now, he just looks decent. He looks like everyone else, and that should not be the case right now. I might even say a little bit less than decent. I mean, less than everyone else, and that, that's part of what's so concerning because I'm with you. Like, there is – there's going to be no big takes, I don't think, off of just the summer league. But there were these parameters that were pretty wide where it's like you can't get too high, you can't get too low unless. And I kind of feel like Zeke is performing on the line of the unless where, look, Charles Class talked last game. Uh, and by the way, Harrison Wind right now will be joining us in just a few minutes. He's speaking with, with Charles Class and whatever players they make available to the media. He'll relay some of that information to us just a bit. But, you know, Charles Class talked about he wanted Zeke Naji to explore his game. And I really do believe that's what he's doing. He's exploring his game. We've seen some fast breaks. We've seen some like off the dribble stuff. It's just, I, he might be shooting one of 20 on our, our and I don't even mean just, just scoring. I mean like one of 20 on attempts in exploring your game. Like, Oh, that's not a thing we've seen Zeke do. How did he do fail? How did we do the fast break? How did it look terrible? Like it's just all these things over back to back to back to back. And you look at it and you go, Okay, I didn't expect that to be his game, 
but he's trying it out and it seems like at the very least we could say at this very moment the answer is a resounding no he's not capable of doing that and it's not like he's going up against monster defenders he's going up against summer league guys so um you know i thought in the first game zeke Naji's defense on especially on rewatch really popped this game that wasn't the case either and that i think yeah. to me, that's what's so concerning was the offense looked exactly like it did last game and the defense looked really struggled in this one as well um so yeah i, I do think that this has been a very tough tough uh, summer league for Zeke. I do want to jump in real quick and say, if it sounds like we're burying him or, or particularly me with that Jeff Green take, that's not, that's not my intention. Um, but just with regards to the roster, I mean, the biggest question right now for me is, is how does it work out with Green, Green and Najee and Dozier? And so if, look, it's only summer league, but this was our first data point And it suggests that maybe that Jeff Green signing was, was pretty wise. Um, look, it, Zeke will have time and opportunity to impress and practice and maybe injuries happen. And he's not necessarily out of Malone's mind or anything like that, but just in terms of getting a rotation down to 10 at the moment, you know, that wasn't a great showcase. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned, do you have something to have? go for it? I was going to say, uh, just like um, if you go with the um, idea, especially from like the coaching staff at the end of the season, I'm sure that they gave, Zeke Najee, like three things to work on throughout the summer, you know, just three things that when you come back, these are the things that you need to um, to get better at. Um, I'm sure that one was like playmaking and, and, you know, getting out in the open court and making things happen, shooting off of the dribble. In these summer league games, we have seen none of that. It's as if he did not work on any part of his game in that way, which makes it difficult because he's such a talented player because of the poise and he's a knockdown shooter when he's like open and the thing is, he doesn't have more to his game than what's already there. So he does have to like continue to, to grow um, in that aspect. But when you when you're as a coaching staff saying these like this is a guy that we want to give rotation minutes to. We gave him assignments. He's not hitting those assignments that we need him to do. So how can we trust him in situations where we're going to need him to do more besides what we already expect of him? I think that's where the issue comes with Zeke. We don't you know, I'm not down on Zeke. I just expected more, and I think that he should be more right now. It's like um, in high school when a guy's, like, really talented as a freshman or a sophomore, and then they have the exact same things as a senior, and you're like, he never progressed on those things that he should be working on, so he should focus on that a little bit more. I think that's where the issue comes from. Yeah, and I think – and I'm so curious to see. They have one more game on Saturday. I'm curious to see if he continues to maybe try to explore the game or, or you know, be aggressive or this or that you know, even just one positive showing, and I mean really positive showing, can, you know, give you some momentum going into the final six right. weeks of the offseason or whatever it is. So, I, I mean, by no means are any of this stuff definitive. The way I would phrase it is that you had, you know, Jeff Green, you've got Jermichael Green. If Zeke Naji doesn't work out, I think Denver feels comfortable, very comfortable actually, with the guys that they have to replace him. The question was, if surpassing the two Greens is over here, and falling behind like Chanchar is over here. He took one step, right, you know, right. direction. It's not that he's over here. It's just that he took one step. Like, okay, little momentum maybe going that way where you go, all right, there's there's a lot of, uh, to sort of work on uh, uh, there. That being said, I do empathize with the guy, and I really like Zeke. I still do. But I empathize with the guy because what a this is a tough setting for him. I mean, even watching the more structured tonight, I thought as a team everybody was a little bit more clunky. It's, it was almost like – 
the last game, they lost by 20, so defense, the defense was absolutely atrocious. But offensively, I almost felt like guys were more comfortable tonight. There was a lot of really clunky sort of moments and uh, you know, kind of sprinkled in there and hesitancy and trying to read things and this or that. And it wasn't just Zeke. Zeke, I think, was on the receiving end of a lot of that. Um, let's, uh, let's move on, though, to Bones Highland, who I think is the next most interesting guy. And I, he's actually the first, to me, the first most interesting guy. It's just that Zeke's game was the loudest tonight like he he stood out the most bones i thought had an up and down game like an uneven game there were parts that were extremely exciting there were parts that were a little underwhelming um my first note is what i just said he looked to me to be a little bit less aggressive tonight for whatever reason i don't know what it was but he just looked so confident and like ready to attack and get in that last game and in this one i don't know it just there were moments of it but there were a lot of hesitancy from him what do you think of I think uh, with with a player like Bones, especially like so um, early into you know his career and trying to find out who he is as a player, I think that at times he's going to have those moments where it's not consistent. So um, a big thing that stood out in the first game was the 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 passing. It was the mm-hmm. um, creating for others, putting others in good spots. Um, and I'm sure that he got a lot of feedback about how good that was. So as a young player, you're like, I just want to make sure that everyone's happy. I want to make sure like. I'm getting talked to maybe Malone reaches out or maybe like, you know, higher ups talk to him and he's like, Oh, that's what they want from me. That's what they expect from me. I'm going to do that. But that, now it goes away from what you're really good at, which is scoring the ball and being aggressive. So I think that there are going to be times where he's going to be up and he's going to be down. And also right now he's not hitting the, the jump shot the same way that he's used to. Um, so maybe he's going to acclimate it with three point like shot being a little bit further. Um, so now he's, he's starting to try to tweak his game and just, find some type of success. So with him, I think it's a little bit different just because I think that he's still trying to find himself as a player. Yeah. And you speak of those threes though, I, we're kind of being like analysts here, um, but the threes are so fun. I mean, that guy can really shoot in the deep, the range on his three point shot is what was so exciting about him. And it's so great that you get him into the setting um, and even on a night where I thought he was a little off, he goes four of 11 from the three point line. Pretty good. Especially given that two or three of those were, deep i know at least two of them were super super deep um and he stepped into him and shot him with confidence so there were the highs with bones island i thought was great uh their vote yeah no so i'm trying to get the ads up i for, i just realized wind isn't here and i just uh, broke out into a cold sweat um <laughs> yeah bones up and down i mean look he definitely looked less comfortable offensively um I thought, yeah, just less under control, less poised, maybe forced the issue a little bit at times. He did have a couple of really sweet threes. We saw the range. Um, It's just, I think when it doesn't look good offensively, it's going to be kind of a rough night because defensively it's really not there, you know, or at least yet. And and so obviously he's not, not a super strong guy continuing to die on those screens, get lost set time, take some gambles. So, you know, for him to have that impact, he really has to have it offensively and, Again, it's really tough in this context. It's just a bunch of guys with no clearly defined roles, yeah. no practice time, no understanding of how each other likes to play. So I, I think, think like your thing, we're downplaying the circumstances. I mean, we really aren't. We got to analyze what's in front of us um, and, and analyze the game we just watched. But all of this is first. The first caveat is just that summer league almost never matters anyway. Like they could have played incredible and. I don't think you can move more than one step as I was talking right, about Zeke, right. one step in either direction um, anyway, but I mean, the circumstances for this. And by the way, when I went back and watched the last game and even really paying attention to this one, 
what really stood out to me wasn't the offense being clunky. I mean, it was, you know, a little bit of like pickup style offense, but what really stood out to me was the defense. And we saw a bunch of times tonight where guys didn't seem to understand what they were supposed to do on basic pick and roll coverage or guys would be wide open for Phoenix. And you'd be like, wow, who blew this assignment? And I think that's where the lack of practice time really shows is that defensively defense is a team thing. You got to be on the same page. They're just not. Yeah. Also we've acknowledged it a bunch and, like you said, we literally are reacting to the game that just happened. So we really do want to make it clear we're not coming up with some grand takes here. But yeah, he just no. didn't look quite as comfortable. And I almost wonder if they played better in that first game because it was fresh off the plane. Just go out there and play. Maybe there was more time to talk about it. And things actually got a little more complicated without time to to just sort of oil it out. Oh, look who's here, guys. Oh, my goodness. The crowd really, really excited for Harrison to show up. Uh, why don't we, that's a perfect time. Why don't we hit a break? Brendan said he's got you. Brendan oh. said he's got you, Harrison. He's got you. Because well, he uh, wasn't first, here. For this first break, uh, I'll throw a little music on here to kind of play behind you. On the other side, though, I want to talk about Bull Bull. And then, of course, Harrison just got off of Zoom with uh, the coaching staff. Who spoke today, Harrison? Uh, who spoke today? Charles Klask. Uh, Charles Klask. Really challenges. And uh, as well. All right. Well, there you go. So we'll hear from both of those guys on the other side. Hey, um, have you guys heard that Ball is is sponsoring us right now? Ball is in the all new Ball Arena, is in the aerospace technology company, is in the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. Ball has been leading global sustainability efforts for decades, uh, and they're also hiring in Golden. So you can check out hashtag Work at Ball online and apply for a position in their aluminum can plant. Text Golden to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. That's jobs.ball.com and search for Golden or simply text Golden to 77222. If Ball sounds familiar, yes, it's the same Ball that was once Pepsi Center, Ball Arena. They sponsor us too, DNVR. Uh, Check them out and definitely apply if you are interested in working for such a great company. I love this comment comment down here. Klask has never won a game. He might end up going his whole coaching career without a win. But he's great at challenges, though. He's great at challenges. Yeah, we'll get to it. We are going to have to get to it. We're going to have to get to it. One thing I learned in Vegas, if if you're on the fence at all about Vegas, sort of in the way we were articulating, or maybe you don't want to go, but you just want to get some gambling in, save yourself the trip, man. You can just do it all from your phone with DraftKings Sportsbook. You Uh, actually can't even use DraftKings Sportsbook in Vegas. It's a shame. Yeah, it's messed up. DraftKings Sportsbook, fellas, is America's top-rated sportsbook app. And right now they're giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game. If that sounded like a typo or like I'm mistaking, I'm not. You do not have to win that bet. You just have to place it. They're going to give you $200. I don't I don't get it, um, but I think you should do it. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money. At your convenience, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR to receive those $200 in free bets when you bet $1 on any college football game. That's promo code DNVR to get free $200 in free bets instantly. Only for a limited time at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
Well, there you go. All right, back here, segment two, DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So, Bull Bull, the fan favorite. They can't believe we took us to segment two to get to him. Um, <laughs> the fan favorite. So, you start this game. I mean, he scored a lot of points and had some big highlights in the last one. And then in the first 30, I don't know, 60 seconds or so of this game, he's got two off-the-dribble three-pointers. And you're thinking, oh, my God, he's going to go for 50. Uh, slow down. You were thinking that? Oh, I wasn't. I, was I, mean, I thought the whole world was good. He had two thir- He had two threes off the drill. He was in his bag. Uh, instead, he goes for 18 points. He goes six of 17 from the field. Got a lot of shots up. Goes three of eight from the three point line. Six rebounds, one assist, and three blocks. All of which were pretty spectacular um, in nature. What a uh, Harrison! Give us your bowl. Your read on bowl in this game. Kind of seemed like to me that Bull played tonight, like somebody whispered in his ear that a couple teams might be showing interest in you. If you and if you have another game, there might be a deal. <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. But he definitely came out firing. He definitely came out firing. Um, look, man, it's like you can talk yourself into the fact that Bull's really fun to watch, and you never quite know what to expect when he's out there. You never quite know what he's gonna do. Mm. other than the fact that he's going to probably shoot it. But it, it, it's kind of like a similar story with him every game, it seems like to That's me. That's so true. It really he, is. He, he has some really good flashes, uh, and you can see why in, in some situations how he could be a useful player. Like when he goes to the rim and rolls to the rim, he's an unbelievable lob threat. Yeah. And when he gets on the glass, you can really see how he can use his length. But – I mean, he just settles from three way too much. And I know he's a good shooter, but the settling that he did today was just out of control. I mean, he was settling left and right, and it seemed like oh, a lot of the Nuggets were kind of falling he wasn't in line settling. with that. He was, he was forcing. He had his foot on, he had his yeah. foot on the pedal. As yeah. Also, I don't think he views those shots as settling. I think he likes those shots. Like He, he, he likes oh, to shoot jumpers. Sure. Jumpers more sure. than anything. Yeah, but he, he was shooting way too many threes tonight. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's it, – uh, we, we've just seen the story too many times. I mean, he's put up huge numbers, but he's also a minus 43 in 81 what? minutes. Oh, wow. Oh, you're saying over the course of these games. Wow, that's yeah. uh, that's rough. Deb, what do you think, man? I want to hear your bull takes. I think that it's uh, – I think bull puts, like, the, the Nuggets organization in a very, very tough spot, like, at all times. And also the fan base itself um, – because there's so many moments that you're like, this, it makes sense. You, there's no way that this guy can play. But then there's those moments that's like, but wait, these is, this is something that he does really well. This is something that the Nuggets really do need. This is something that um, that translates. He has a lot of things that translate, and he has so many moments that it's like it all makes sense why he's not playing a lot. A lot. Even when he looks like he's like lighting up the scoreboards, it's still not translating to wins, and I know that that is a correlation with each other. Um, he's he's playing showcase basketball out there where every single thing has to be a shot that's, you know, pretty selfish in, in a lot of, of ways. Um, he gets to the free throw line with ease, not making free throws. Like, he does a lot of things that you want him to do. It's, it's like it's great for a guy to get to the free throw line. It's great for a seven-footer to be able to step out and block a three-point shot. It's great for a lob threat to just be able to have it out there. But then it's like when those things are not working for him, what else is there? Like it's just so many flashes um, with Bo and just a lot of selfishness that you can't put around, you know, players like 
um, Jokic or players like Michael Porter Jr. because that collides and Jamal Murray. So I just don't see how it, it's going to make sense. But he he's he's a difficult player to be like to have on the team, and I know that they just wanted like like just get out of that situation. The way to best describe the bowl bowl, because you're right that it's just like it's so uneven. The good stuff is pops so much, like unlike anybody else in summer league. You you look at it and go, who else can do this, you know, or whatever. And then the, the bad stuff, you're just like, what on earth? What do you do with that? Um, and it, we talk about defensive assignments and miscues. He was like, he's at the heart. Both games, kind of at the heart of almost every, not every single one, but he's because a lot of guys are making mistakes. But he's making them at more frequency than anybody else, in my opinion. Missing rotations and backside help and whatever. Um, but yeah, like uh, it's funny because everybody keeps saying we were having this debate in our group chat about, you know, everybody says he's so talented. He's he puts it together, and I think it's. It's kind of like if you put all of the talent into a few things, height, touch, you know, I don't know what else there is. Like we talked about settling for the shots. It's not like he's using these great moves to get open. It's not like he's posting up to do this or that. I, I would almost liken it to a golfer who can drive it 400 yards, but it has nothing else. And you'd say like, man, he's so talented. Like, I don't know. Like that's one big talent that really sticks out, but there's a lot of other talents that require you to be successful. And, there's a lot of those that he are missing, but first and foremost, to me, just some of the like focus and and and, and that kind of stuff is he's, is, he's is, really talented. And if he wasn't, none of this would be a discussion, and it would this we wouldn't even be talking about roster spots and two way spots because the approach just isn't right. And and like until he's really young, so it's maybe he figures that out at some point, right? But until I think he cares about more than scoring, we always talk about the engagement level, and we even did it this week, like oh, Bullock's more engaged. Yeah, when he thinks the ball's coming his way, but outside of that context, not so much. Um, and then, of course, there's just the mistake. So I think Bull's very talented. And I think an organization like Denver, you see the Austin Rivers thing, the way that worked out, makes all the sense in the, in the world for them to buy into the second round, take a chance, roll the dice. And it wasn't a novelty thing. I, they wanted to give him a chance. There were thoughts. There were plans. It didn't work out. By the way, no one ever thought it would work out. It was a cheap flyer. So... That's just the way the cookie yeah. crumbles sometimes. And I, we'll see if he gets another chance somewhere else. I want to address this comment real quick here before we go anywhere else because I see this a lot. Like, Bull's trade value, it's as high as ever, like the highest ever. Like, here's the thing. Bull, he's an expiring contract. He's going into the last year of his deal. It clearly is not working out with Denver. So I think you can read between the lines and say Denver probably would trade him if they could. Like, we expected him to be traded for a second-round draft pick at the, at the draft. The fact that he's still on Denver when he – you know, I, I don't. I just say that because I see a lot of people saying this, like, "Oh, he hit some shots. His trade value is up." Guys, no. he slid to the second round, and here he still is on a roster that's not even playing him. Like, I don't, I, I don't think that. I, I don't want to say I don't think. I'm very confident that his trade value is not at an all time high. It's it's, it's, it's not that it's just high. not at an all time high. There's never been any trade value. Right. He's never right. had a single ounce of trade value his entire yeah. time in Denver. Like he's not, if you want to put like trade value on a scale of one to 100, he's been a zero the, the entire <laughs> time. Um, uh, another thing with ball and like, this is just a bigger takeaway with, with Denver's entire summer league team. And yeah, the, the lack of a training camp, the, the non-existent training camp, the, the bodies that they've been down definitely contributes to this, but this team has just no idea what it's doing on the offensive end of the floor. And uh, it seems like a big reason is, they didn't have a training camp. This thing was so rushed. They didn't know who was going to be available. But the another reason is just like they've got a seven foot two 
black hole who's just going to shoot it every time it seems. Right. And it doesn't seem like Bowles been very conducive to running like a team oriented offense, which you don't see a lot at summer league anyway. But right to be really just haven't seen much of an offense at yeah. all. Yeah, so that's the bull. That's the that's sort of the bull situation. I mean, he's so but I do think he's very talented. I'm actually with vote. I do think he's very talented. He's a seven I mean, foot two guy who can shoot it and handle it. I mean, he's talented. There would be no discussion here if he weren't. I think that it would be a discussion, and this is where the issue comes for me. I think that he's talented because of the height. If he was six five, no one would think he's talented. That would never be the word. Is talented. Sure, right. but he but he is talented for a seven foot big guy. So you yeah, know that's just the so way it, it works. Yeah, it comes with like like it comes with extra because he's this tall. He's talented, but if he was the same height as a regular, you know, it wouldn't be talented. He would then have a lot of. He would. What would he be actually? Yeah, the the thing here, and this is an, another interesting. Yeah, I think we have. Uh, <laughs> Is the same guy making the same point here? And of course, we like all comments, even when you guys disagree with us. You know, all, all are welcome here. But he says, I think we forgot you got cash. You paid cash to, for the rights to draft him, and that's true. But then you also gave him another contract. We talk about Tim Conley's mo has been to sign guys before, like you know, to kind of show them, hey, we believe in you early. And Bull actually is another example of that. That they gave him that uh, two-year guaranteed contract when, in fact, he hadn't done anything at that point to necessarily warrant that so um so that you're only half right that they acquired him using cash but then they also paid him a contract that now is you know taking up a roster spot and and this i um, wonder this is why everybody I bet he is really good on 2k to play bowl bowl this is definitely why like people are clamoring for him to play more yeah yeah for sure all right uh harrison let's get to the post game um (laughs) so Charles class talked today. Um, Bones Highland talked as well. Bones is such a competitive dude. You guys, he's so competitive. He was like, I don't care if it's summer league rec ball. This loss bothers me. Every loss bothers me. It's really hard for me to move on from these losses. Hell yeah. (laughs) You gotta love it, man. It's it's easy for me to move on, but I love it. I love it. Honestly, yeah. for summer league coaches, though, like it is a big deal. Like, I don't know if Charles, but Char- the odds of Charles Class becoming a head coach someday very low. Just by nature, there's only 30 gigs out there. So this is like, if this is his summer league too. He's <laughs> Charles Class is like uh, uh, Devon Reed or anybody else that's like, hey man, this is my one shot. I've got to be, inc- I've got to be Michael Jordan esque out there to get my shot. So he's the guy standing next to the captain after the Titanic hit the iceberg. Do you want to go? be my guest you're in charge uh yeah that quote was from bones not bull oh um, last, yes. we were talking about bones oh yeah that, that was bones yeah i said this earlier because I, I called him bones highland with the h-i-g-h on twitter like i'm pretty sure i'm operating at 30 percent brain power right now like that's maybe less 30 percent is being generous to my i'm at 10 percent brain power right now you guys can I probably see it on our face i think you're doing great <laughs> Charles Class, Charles Class, guys says he needs to put the ball in Bones Highland's hands more. He, he needs more, I, more from Bones Highland, more, more ball in his hands. I agree with this. I actually think one of my takeaways from this, and I don't know what the reason was, I didn't think they ran very many pick and rolls tonight, like s- spread style pick and rolls for him, and that's where he really excelled in in the first game he played. And this one, it, I just didn't feel like he was ever in that that space. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he went 5 of 14 from the field, 4 of 11 from 3. That was one of my takeaways from Bones today is 
you saw him get to the paint a, a bit against Boston. Like he had a couple nice crafty layups, a, a couple nice dishes inside. He really did not get into the paint at all today. I mean, he just took three shots, you know, from two point range, took 11 threes. Mm. Um, so the settling, the settling kind of filtered down to the rest of the roster. It felt like, mm. yeah. I see this comment here from the alien. He says, I like the end of half bones ATO play. What's funny about that was they didn't run it. Uh, they came, they called the timeout to run a play and then Phoenix came out in zone and, right. and Denver was like, I don't know what to do. And then bones just shot it from deep and drained it. It was yeah. awesome. Klaus talked about that. He was like, yeah, we had a play drawn up and then they came out in a two, three. I love it. I love it. It should be illegal to play a two, three zone at summer league. <laughs> if you come out in a two, three zone, technical foul, <laughs> automatic tech. You should. This is a, this also applies to recreational basketball. If you play a two, three zone in rec, you should start with like negative 10 points. Well, you, it's funny you say that because when us three were on a team, we played a lot of 2 3 zone. Of course, we should start with negative 10 points. You know why you play a 2 3 zone? Because you can't guard. When you're old and out of shape. You're, oh, yeah. you're so tired. It's like too tiring. You know what? We're going to play a zone. If, yeah. if you, that's actually def, like admitting I am not able to stay with this guy or this, like these couple yeah. of guys. There's no I'm way. Cool, I'm cool to admit that. But lucky it's rec league or summer league where like there's not enough like off- offensive planning to be able to attack it, so you're just like screwed. It's so dumb. It's really dumb. Yeah. Let's do more. Um, let's do more on rec league. <laughs> we could do a lot on rec league. Uh, I asked Klask here, about. Uh, <laughs> I asked Klask about just bowl his, his overarching thoughts on him after three games, and um, it, he said that he's been impressed. Like with his growth in terms of he feels like he's I think the term class used was he's like logging um, a lot in his head. So he, he likes how he's kind of processing how the defense is playing him, like what adjustments need to be made. Um, I'm guessing that this is based off some of the stuff he's, he's talking about with bowl in huddles and whatnot, but um, he likes kind of how he's seeing the game mm. uh, class said. So I thought thought that was interesting. Uh, th- this was a, an interesting note. Jason Burnell, who who's on the summer league team, who's this six seven defensive forward that uh, we've heard a couple good things about. He got food poisoning the other day. Food I was poisoning. wondering why he wasn't playing because yeah, he was yeah. like a analytics darling. So I was kind of thought he would be a guy that would pop or play a lot. But okay, so now we have a reason for it. Food poisoning. Yeah. He must have hit must have hit that Taco Bell on the strip. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who would ever hit that place. Uh, <laughs> so lame. I think I have food poisoning. Uh, I think I'm just poisoned. Um, yeah, it, it's the, the Nuggets are having a bad luck on these guys. Like you think about it, starting with Whittington, you know, like, okay, let's bring him in. Gets hurt immediately. He doesn't get his opportunity. Now you have this whole summer league being derailed. And then, uh, of course, Burnell. So what a, what a bummer. Yeah. By the way, vote. I just want you to see, people are loving the two-three zone take. People are loving it, so you can you can complain all you want. But I wasn't complaining. I was joking. <laughs> By the way, there's a very good chance D line down in Vegas. We we haven't seen him since Thursday. I I don't know what happened to him, guys. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Did you guys get to the Zeke Naji portion of the show yet? Yeah, we started. We started that. with it. So. Sorry, um, why, don't, why don't we take a break? Is there more? Is there any other quotes you have from either? You know, that's Bones all I got. 
Look, I want to talk take... about Zeke Najee, though. All right, let's take a break, and then on the other side, we'll get your Zeke takes. Um, okay. And then, you know, we'll, we'll wrap up, put a bow on this. Everybody's tired. All right. All right. Maybe that's all you me. win. <laughs> <laughs> it's all me, huh? Okay. You got it? Yeah, I, I do I have it. Of course I've got it. Uh, guys, right now at Solace Meds, they got them really great deals going on throughout the month of August. Here's a couple of them. Dixie Elixir, two for 30 bucks. Spectra, 20% off. Ripple, 25% off. Silver Shelf Flower, 15% off. Connoisseur Shelf Concentrates, 15% off. Um, they've got a bunch of locations where all those deals are valid. They've got four Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, one just blocks from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. Also, you can drop the code DNVR20 at checkout. You're going to receive 20% off. And also, at any location, this is not just the Wheat Ridge location anymore. At any location, you're going to get a free Solace Bar or King Cone with your purchase. And when you drop that code, DNVR20 at Solace Meds. Uh, guys, we know that buying a house, look, if you're a first-time home buyer, it can be a hectic process. Um, selling your house a little easier these days than buying your house. Very uh, easy. But if you're intimidated by that process, call Mike and Virginia Chevalier. They make the mortgage process super, super easy. Uh, it can be really stressful, but they make it so it's not stressful. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Sign up for a consultation there. It's a free consultation that you can do with those guys. You can also enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Uh, that's at dnvrmortgage.com. Mike and Virginia Chevalier. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Uh, finally, guys, at Hassle Cattle Company, they've got an awesome deal going on uh, for DNVR members. They're also giving away a $200 gift card. And cooler to one lucky winner. $200 gift card and cooler via Hassle Cattle Company. All you've got to do to enter is go to the DNVR Sports Twitter page. Click on the link on our pinned tweet. It's free. You can win money. It's a fantastic cooler. You also get notified about all their great deals as well. And the deal that they've got going on right now for DNVR listeners, 10% off with the code DNVR10 at checkout at HassleCattleCompany.com. Use the code DNVR10 for 10% off. Your Hassle Cattle Company order uh, at checkout. DMVR10 for 10% off at HassleCattleCompany.com. I think Harrison Wynn's uh, internet is also just getting back from Vegas and operating at a low, a lower speed than usual. Um, what is What was that face? Did you see that face wind? What just happened? <laughs> we, we had wind for a second. Oh, here he is popping back on. What were those faces you were given, Harrison? That was... That was me getting pissed at the internet. <laughs> All right, Harrison, we we've already kind of railed on on Zeke. You want to you want to file on his railed well? on him, railed on him. Look, like I can't believe how bad he's been these two games. Like I, I know he's not a summer league player. It's not the type of environment for him. He's not a hooper. He's a basketball player. Um, but I mean, he missed like a point blank layup today. He, he did. did miss a point blank layup today. Like like pretty badly. Yeah. 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 But the reason I'm not worried about him is like he showed during the regular season in games that actually matter that he was good. 
Yeah. So shouldn't that matter and this not matter? That's my take. Like he, he showed in an NBA setting, he's good. He was I, good for a rookie. He's I, not good in a setting that's pretty much fake basketball. I agree. It's just the margins are still tight, right? Like there, there's still not a lot of room for him to break in. And so it, it, it's just a question of he could have come out here, looked great, and then you're that much more excited about it. It's that much more of a discussion for now. Uh, that's just not the case, right? So I, I think that's just probably the way to frame it. But you are right. Like he did beat the Lakers. Like he 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 was like a major part of that regular season win, which should be a more informative data point than than a summer league game. Absolutely. Yeah, I saw you. You mentioned Monte Morris, Will Barton, and PJ Dozier all out. All arrived in summer. We saw Michael Porter a little bit earlier. Now those three, and you mentioned that they'll all be around the team over the next couple of days. What is there anything you tell us about that? I mean, I, I think it would be really neat for these guys to get to be around the actual Nuggets, especially Bones and Zeke. Yeah, yeah. So that was something else that Klask had to say. He said that he offered all three of those guys assistant coaching jobs on his bench for tonight's game. It seems like they all declined, but he did offer them those. Um, but yeah, it seems like over the next couple of days, those guys will be around the team a little more at practices and whatnot. Um, I saw on Instagram that all three of those guys were working out. And it's it's not like they're working out you know, by themselves. Michael Malone's there at these workouts. Like Nuggets coaches are there putting them through drills. So it's kind of like a little off-season practice type deal. But, yeah, class said over the next couple of days, they'll probably, you know, have those guys around the team a little bit. So speaking of Will Barton, the number one – he did an interview today during the game, during the broadcast, and the number one thing I took away from it is that Will Barton's Baltimore accent gets stronger in the offseason. <laughs> you guys notice it? I think it's because he goes back home for, for a yeah. bit, and he's around his guys a little bit more. So when, when you have your guys – you got to remember where you came from. I think that those are the type of moments he has. Vote, yeah. do you get a Jersey accent when you go home? No, I've never – I get a Boston accent for no reason. But <laughs> just start yelling about Boston everywhere you go. That's right. I, I, I forget that's not really how I sound sometimes. I see some people really want us to talk about the uh, Jamal Murray jumping video. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Well, go ahead. Let me hear it. Well, I thought this was actually maybe the biggest news that came out of tonight. On the broadcast, the um, the sideline reporter, what was her name? Abby Chin? Was it Abby yeah. Chin? Yes. But she had a report, I'm guessing from talking with somebody with the Nuggets or Michael Malone, she had a report that uh, Denver's hoping that Jamal Murray is coming back in February or March from I mean, that, the that's ACL in line with what we were. That's in line with what we were thinking. And it's also far enough away that it doesn't mean anything. Well, I, I I mean, it's the first anybody's ever said about a potential timeline. So, I mean, that would put his timeline at, you know, 10 to 11 months post-surgery. I mean, it definitely seems like he he's most likely to return this season. Like, it doesn't seem like he's going to miss the entire year. So, I, I thought that was pretty big. Somebody just asked, why do I always why do I always mention what about Baltimore when I talk about Barn and TCs? Is that what you're saying? Why do I always mention it? I mean it's where they're from. I don't know. <laughs> I mentioned Serbia a lot about as well for Yoke. Um, so the other thing that I wanted to talk about that's kind of a loose end here was the there was a review tonight of a Tark Black Three that they reviewed to see if it was an unnatural shooting mm. one. And I thought it was interesting for a couple different reasons. One, the actual play. I'm the biggest like 
I hate the unnatural shooting motion, you know, jumping forward. I hate it. But that was a play where I actually thought the guy did not. I, and this is where it's kind of interesting. Sometimes a defender does just foul a jump shooter or whatever, and I thought this was an example of it. But what's dumb is it took five minutes to review, and then it turned out he just did something else. That It wasn't a shooting yeah, foul. Yeah. He like fumbled and traveled or whatever, and it's just like it, – it, It's because the they said the foul was called when the, he didn't have the ball in his hands. Right. So right. It, it wasn't even overturned because it was an unnatural motion. I feel like – That's not we, the reason it was overturned. I feel like we won but still lost. You know what I mean? Like we got sweet. We we got rid of that call, but now we have a five minute review that just has a dumb answer anyway. But I think it was important for them to take that time um, to allow like the the NBA players and their coaching staff to talk to the people that they have on their team. Like they're really going to be serious about this next year. These are things that they're actually going to take a long look at. So let's just try to get rid of that now because if they're doing that in summer league, they're definitely going to be doing that during the regular season. So I think that it was it was very intentional. Yeah, I do, I do too. It is a good sign because I do have hope that this is going to actually make an impact. And honestly, it won't take long. You do this by Christmas, guys will just stop trying it. Like an unnatural shooting motion is not a thing that happens by accident. It's a very conscious, deliberate thing to jump sideways or forward. And once I mean, you Chris realize- Paul just might retire midseason. <laughs> he might. Um, anything well, else? And then- Oh, go ahead. Well, sorry. Was it Reed who tried to do it and then airballed at the end of the game? They didn't yeah. even recall. Yeah. Um, also, this summer league officiating crew tonight felt a little bit like they were viewing it as a showcase for themselves as well. A lot of calls <laughs> being made. A lot of calls. Dude, this game was a it took forever. It was definitely it was a three hour game. Uh, it was it was a little bit of a rough one. Do we have any other takes before we get out of here, guys? It's a, late on a Thursday and my brain isn't working. Um, Caleb Agata showed out oh. tonight he he did not miss a shot he went four or four two or two from three nice little bounce back game from caleb bagata yeah 10 points yeah, I, I, I can feel the excitement <laughs> i was gonna say if you guys had to pick two guys as far as candidates for the two-way stuff i mean it's got to be reed and agata right easily the best of the others in my opinion that's about as much as i got why am yeah. I so mild spicy? I don't get it. I don't get what's going on with a mild spice. I think he's guys. making fun of us not having any takes. Oh, I just I, I just feel bad for Zeke because he's obviously so uncomfortable out there. Like he's he's visibly uncomfortable dribbling the ball up the floor, like yeah. on that fast break where he got called for that his second charge of the night. Um, just just so uncomfortable. I mean, at one point I was thinking, man, should they close with like Zylan Cheatham or? Tariq Black over Zeke Naji. And no, that's it's not a good thought to have. Yeah. You got anything else, Superstar? No, no. Um, awkwardly, uh, Tariq Black having a like a, a big game, you know, like that's he's pretty much a vet at this point, but he he really did like um have a pretty gotta, good game. Gotta clean up that free throw shooting motion, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of things he has to clean up. Also, like being a big that doesn't really rebound much. But he's also super aggressive and he gets to the line and just having a, a body like that, um, you know, really worked well. He, he played pretty well today. Um, I mean, I'm I'm starting to like uh, Reed just a, like a bit more. Um, I was, you know, not high on him like heading into the, the summer league, but he has been standing out as a two way player that, that you take a look at. Very dependable. Yeah. Also, the Nuggets. Um... <laughs> so bad. <laughs> The Nuggets have won a total of two out of 12 quarters. 
I believe. Oof, that's rough. That's they won. <laughs> they won the first quarter tonight um, by three points. Ooh. And then they won the fourth quarter against Miami, which was just an absolute oh, blowout. So you yeah. really can't even count that one. That's not great. That's really not great. Um, <laughs> won two quarters. <laughs> I love there somebody gets the high points. <laughs> Remember when we were. Remember when we were like, dude, this could be an all-time Denver Summer League team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do this every summer. We do this every summer. We do it every summer. We're going to do it again next summer. So, fuck up. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait either. All right, guys. Thanks so much, everybody. The real ones. 155 of you live viewers Ooh. right now. The real Crazy. ones. Hanging with us late into the night for a Summer League loss. <laughs> uh, everybody get some rest. We'll try to do some same. Tomorrow, by the way, guys, George Carl, 10 o'clock, 10 a.m., I'm going to be sitting down with George Carl at the DNVR bar for Keeping It 1000. We're going to be talking about Denver's free agency. We're going to be talking about Summer League. We're also going to be talking about his beef with Carmelo Anthony. Unprovoked taking shots at Carmelo Anthony. He's going to talk about that a little bit tomorrow. It should be an exciting one. Don't set wait. your clock, set your calendars, set your watches. 10 a.m. tomorrow. All right, everybody. Right now at Strava Craft Coffee, DNVR listeners, you guys can get 25% off your first purchase with the code DNVR25. And if you're a returning customer, you can use the code DNVR20 for 20% off your order. Of course, Strava Craft Coffee is packed with CBD. can help relieve back pain, neck pain, arthritis, IBS, stuff that's been going on for a while, long-term uh, aches and pains that you just haven't been able to get rid of. Try out CBD, try out Strava Craft Coffee. It can really help a lot. So use the code DNVR20 for 20% off. If you're a first-time customer, DNVR25 will eat 25% off at StravaCraftCoffee.com.